0: Welcome to Tavern Tales Presents The Power of Friendship, a 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play curated for your enjoyment. When last, we left our intrepid three friendship bracelet wearing level one dying machines. They were finally back in Red Larch, they have reconnected with sheriff leonardo mcdougall who has made them all official very official with tin badges and everything deputies and they met up at the rambler and had a bit of a discussion then they went to alberi melhico's quarry to give her the bad news the last things they did before the game ended last time, was meet up with George and Fabio, a pair of farmers who told them about some strange, shambling dead folk down to the south near something called Lance Rock. So now let's zoom in on our players' characters, pun intended because we meet up over Zoom. And we see them standing on the street in Redlarch. And the day is still early afternoon. It's a sunny day and the street is busy with carts passing by and people greeting each other. A couple of kids are playing in the dust while their farmer parents are dealing with something in the general store just down the road as our three PCs are trying to come to a decision about what to do next. And let's zoom in first here on Vivi, who is, well, her hand is in her little fanny pack, deep inside the fanny pack, because it is, in fact, an interdimensional pocket bag of holding. And her hand alights upon a map she has not seen before. But let's get a better idea and understanding of who Vivi is and what she looks like and what she's thinking about right now.
1: Vivi is a bit more sobered up than she was before. There's a bit more color back in her cheeks. She was feeling a little green as they were reading, um, in her library slash hovel. Um, she, so she freshened up, she's got on sort of like a tunic and some pants and her, her new boots that she ordered from Fantasy Amazon. And she's excited. She's like, all right, we're gonna, we're, we are going to do things. Oh, this is new. And she pulls out this map. And she thinks for a minute because she doesn't remember putting it in there. She doesn't remember seeing it. And now she's wondering if like, her magical fanny pack is a cursed fanny pack. Or if maybe she just forgot about it because it's been that kind of day. But anyway, she sort of opens it up and looks at it. And she's like, ooh, a map.
0: Ellis, Christopher, your character is standing there next to Vivi. He remembers this map, of course. So what's Ellis looking like right now? Where is he standing? And what is
2: he thinking? So his, his mind is wandering to his interview tonight uh, with this band that he's trying to perform with and, and also his date with this emo girl that he used to date, the sister of Carl. And he peeks over and sees Vivi holding a map. And you're saying, I remember this map? Indeed, you do. So what significance does it have to me?
1: <laughs> Christopher does not remember this map.
2: <laughs> Ellis ponders for a moment;
0: his mind still caught up in the other things, and he hasn't truly focused on this map that he definitely remembers. <laughs> As we turn to Score, who's standing on the other side of VV, and he sees VV pull the map out, and he is thinking about what and what's he looking like right now.
3: The score is standing there, all you know, five nine-ish, five ten of him, just a tired look on his face. He's really getting to the point where he is getting tired of Red Lark. Everyone he comes across is just bitter at him, and he tries his best to be nice, but somehow it always gets turned on him, and this thought of going on these little adventures is really driving him, because he's like, I can get away from these people, maybe start somewhere new, where everyone doesn't hate me for being the kid who burnt down that one building when I was six and I didn't know what I was doing, and I could start fresh. So he's... Tired of where he is and silently optimistic about these adventures, even though he's died like 17 times.
1: <laughs>
3: 18th time. His charm. eyes alight upon the map. You all recognize it.
0: It's meant nothing to you so
3: far. Oh, all right. Okay, so it's just a piece of paper with scribbles we don't understand.
2: Right, but you do take it to be a map. Got it. We just don't recognize the landscape the map is outlining. Right, because it doesn't have any reference points of its own. Right. And do we recognize the language? Because that's why we went to the library, right? You have not investigated this map at the library. We
1: are investigating right? the sigil on the the bandit sigil.
2: So Ellis looks at Vivian and says, what do you think the map means?
1: Well, if I had to take a guess, which is what I'm doing, I would say it's, maybe it's like their hideout or like where they do their bandit stuff.
2: Why would bandits need directions back to their hideout?
1: Well, maybe they're stupid. If I were
2: making a map, I would make it to something really special, like I don't know,
3: to a bandit. Um, I don't know, maybe like treasure or something like that. I mean,
2: oh no, I was talking about what's special to me. <laughs> uh, um, music. What would I? And- I'm just trying to think of what I would put at the end of a map.
1: Some really weird goth girl. I think it's going to be different this time, Vivi. Uh, okay, Ellis. Did you see how she looked at me? Yeah, sure. It did. wasn't with resentment. It was with murder. But you know what? If that's what gets you on, I, I, hey, that's, that's you. And I, I love you, but no. And she's like making a bit X with like her arms. It's like, no, also holding the map. So it's kind of awkward. And she's trying not to rip it. <laughs> <laughs> how
2: about, how about this? Uh, like, why don't you coach me on what to say to her? but for our date tonight.
1: I don't know. I don't know how to talk to her. She's she's like the anti-me. How to I- just come
2: along with me and then make sure nothing bad happens. You want me to third wheel your date? Well, just uh, maybe you could sit at the bar and I will excuse myself to go to the bathroom and I'll come by and I'll just I'll tell you what is happening and you can tell me if I'm in danger.
1: Okay. Sure. I, I mean, I can write little like hints on pieces of paper that you can kind of discreetly look at if you can be discreet about it. I, it's it's not your strong point, but maybe if you practice.
2: Practice being discreet? Yes. All right. I guess I'll try and keep something from you for a bit. Great. Let's see if it, ha- if it works. All
1: right. I believe in you. What are you going to try and keep from me?
2: I don't know. Hold on. Score. Psst. Psst.
3: Uh yeah, what what's up?
2: I wouldn't scrap my pants in fifth grade. Don't tell Vivi. I'm trying to keep it from her. I'm trying to be discreet about it.
1: Uh-oh. Vivi face palms.
2: <laughs> that
3: secret is safe with me. I promise. Okay. Okay. Just stares at Vivi with a shock book on his face, like, what are you doing? <laughs>
1: like, at Alice, you're not supposed to tell anyone. That's the point of being discreet.
2: Oh, I thought I thought I meant. I thought you meant to be discreet. I had to show you how I could keep something discreet from I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm trying my best.
3: It's all right, man. You just you just have to go and be you and if she doesn't like you for you, that's the problem. It seems like what we're seeing is like she is into the you murdering people more than you. That's our uh, concern.
2: Yeah. Well, this seems like really good advice, too. Score. will you be there also, and I'll excuse myself to go to the bathroom and talk to you, too?
3: I will be at the Rambler, and I could be your server. I'll come in and out bringing you bread, and I could take messages from you to Vivi that way.
2: That's perfect.
1: This is going to go so well. Ellis stands there, not
2: understanding sarcasm. (laughs) Yeah, it is going to go well. I agree.
1: It's going to be great. Okay, yeah, this map, I don't know, but we're going to keep it safe.
2: Do we know even where it leads? Like, can we follow it?
1: I mean, I don't recognize anything to you. I mean, like, shove it in his face <laughs> a bit too close so he can't actually see anything. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Well, who knows about
2: maps?
0: There's a mark on the back of the map, Vivi, that you did not notice before. Oh! It triggers a memory of a book that you have in your library, and I'll just remind you of your character's background because I believe it's relevant in this situation.
1: E-learning course. (laughs) (laughs) her raven learning course.
0: (laughs) It just basically means that if you have questions in regards to things, you can look them up for history and other esoteric knowledge and things like this map would definitely fall into that to a greater or lesser extent. It's not something you know or had the ability to look up or remember off the top of your head, but you can always rely on your background Cool to answer these sorts of strange questions.
1: Without explaining herself, she's just going to run back into her house to look for the book that has... Do you leave the map with them? Oh, no, I it took it. Hands? I was still holding it. I was just shoving it in Ellis' face, but I still had it. <laughs>
0: What sound does VB make? What escapes her mouth when she sees this, makes this recollection, and then tears the map from his eyes.
1: Oh! And runs away. And a cloud of dust left in her wake.
0: Ellis yeah. <laughs> S- and Score, you're standing there. See
1: you at the date tonight! Can I roll to find my book and figure out what-
0: You don't even need to roll. That's what this background oh, lets you do, cool. is you get to ask questions, sorts of things, and if it's- available and whatnot then we can definitely look it up but yeah you head back to your library dust hangs in the air even though you've just recently been there you know you can see the light is now shining through one of your windows it's dirty and smudged because you haven't had much time to clean up and keep it tidy don't judge in your library that no one in the entire place uses Uh, your character has been gone and More focused on other things than wiping down windows lately. That's fair. No judgment. So we leave Vivi, who's busy, hard at work with regards to learning and studying and trying to figure out the esoteric qualities of this map to give an understanding as to what it is. And score... You see, as the two of you, Ellis and Score, are standing on the street in the wake of Vivi's sudden departure, you see one of the bullies, Phil, a spy you. He's just a hundred feet or so down the road, and he smiles and he starts walking towards you.
3: Ellis, this is just going to go bad. I'm calling it right now that I'm going to put my foot in my mouth somehow, so can you-
2: What? No, no, no. No, no, no. no. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. Look it. It's always the very first thing you say is the most important part of a conversation. Literally, the first thing you say. So just, if you don't mess that up, it'll just go great. So I believe in okay, you. Okay, wh- what should I
3: say? Wh- what's a good opener? Uh, you uh,
2: you got to go from your heart.
3: Um, um, oh, okay, I'll, I'll try.
0: Okay. Ellis doesn't follow you along because Ellis, I guess, actually notices somebody else who's made eye contact with Ellis. Ellis, you do not recognize this person ever you've never seen them before they are playing lightly leaning against a tree one of the larger trees that's off the thoroughfare and they're in the shade and they're playing a set of pan pipes pan flutes
2: and they're looking at me
0: in style and they're looking at you um what race is this person christina tiefling
3: what do their horns look like duane They are really curled like ram's horns.
2: The tiefling is a very dark crimson, almost purple. The horns are a a darker gray, but it's like a gradient. The purple goes to gray the farther up the horns go. I love it.
0: They are gorgeous. Leather top, halter top, leather pants. They have a tail, lightly swishes as they're playing their pan pipe pan flutes, and they look at you. And as you hear their pan flutes play, Ellis, your instrument, your lute responds. He's not happy about
2: this. Well, well, uh, well, I'm sorry, what do you want me to do about it? I don't know about you, but
0: there is something about that playing, something about that
2: instrument that rubs me the wrong way. Well, they're looking at me. What should I do? Yeah, take the pan flute from whatever that instrument is from their hands and dash it on the ground. Okay, well, that's an idea. Well, I'm going to improvise off of that. Good start, though. And I and I walk up and I go, hi, I'm Ellis. The pan flutes stop lowered from luscious, bright
0: pink lips that have all been done up. Like the makeup, the lipstick on them, right? And- Ellis, make, I mean, you're proficient in playing pan flutes, right? No. No? Okay. Drum, lute, and viol. All right. Make a perception check. 11. Yep, that's enough because you get a little minor bonus because you, you are proficient in the lute. That is not a normal string that is tying those pan flutes and keeping them bound. Now That's a guitar string or a sitar string or potentially even a lute string. It is a string for a musical instrument,
2: not something that would just bind pan flutes together. That was very lovely playing. I'm Ellis. I, I play in town. What's your name? I need a really cool name that has an E sound in it but it has
0: to be like madonna share single name only quality
2: here wild
0: with a y they introduce themselves as oh hello i'm wild
2: i am also good what's your name
0: <laughs> <laughs> they look a little crestfallen they say oh it's wild with a
2: with a y oh cool cool yeah Ellis, Ellis is a cool name, but it doesn't mean it's not a state of being. Well, it's a state of me. Yeah, well.
0: Ellis. Yeah, I thought I saw the look of a bard about you.
2: Yeah, I can play the lute. In fact, my lute's being grumpy about your flute playing, although I really like it. Sorry?
0: What, what does that mean?
2: Well, my lute talks to me, and I wasn't going to tell you this because we just met, and it makes me seem crazy. So I'm kinda of already breaking my first rule. I'm sorry, I'm just really nervous. But uh yeah, my loot talks to me. It's magical. That or I think it is.
0: I've heard good things about you, Ellis. You've heard of me? Yeah. One of my sisters was looking to meet with you tonight. I'm uh Wild from The Windweird Sisters. We're playing a gig at the Feathergale Spire in the next couple of days.
2: Oh yeah, I'm. I might open for you. I really hope you choose me. I
0: don't make those decisions, Ellis. My sister does.
2: Okay. Well, I think that you'll like uh, my my playing and my go-getting personality. One other question: What's the string that it attaches your lute together? That looks weird. I mean, your your pam flutes.
0: Yeah, that's an old string found along the way, and. I tied it around my pan pipes, and it makes them play better. Can my lute look at him? Okay, she kind of just like holds the pan flute out towards your lute. She's like, you know it's just an instrument, right?
2: Well, when you have a bond like this with this instrument that I have, it can feel like more, and they start to talk to you, but not in a crazy way, in a real way. And I go, hey, lute. Is this one of your strings? Actually, you can see the string
0: is glowing. And remember when I told you that you could feel a pull towards your strings? Mm. That is definitely what's going on here. You are feeling pulled to
2: this specific string. All right. Does the lute answer Ellis in that moment? Or does he just kind of realize this? Ellis realizes this and the lute's like, oh my God. Yep. I pull the lute back. I go, "Yep, that's. Could I buy that lute string off of you? It's very special to me, apparently. Oh,
0: no. Honey, no. Why? I make my living with these pam flutes.
2: Well, I could could tie you up with another string. I mean, well, I meant tie your pam flutes up. Uh, Do you like to be tied up? I don't want to talk about your pam flutes. Sorry, I'm really nervous, but... That's fair. uh, I
0: understand. I was in your shoes once, too.
2: Yeah, uh, well... (laughs) Anyway... Um, I could I could make your pan flutes good as new, even better. I I'm a professional instrument maker.
0: Yeah, because that's what that's called.
2: Well, a luthier. Well, a luthier kind of only makes lutes, but I could tie pan flutes together. I'm sure of it.
0: Tell you what, honey, how about you perform the Feathergale Gale Spire, and if you make it through my sister's interview, and I like your set, we'll consider it. If there are other favors involved. Uh, oh,
2: okay. Well. Then if it waits for the interview, hold on, let me ask my lute. Is that okay? It's all right in there? Um, Yes, I am fine. Did you get the, the uh, string? Yet? I need it. Not yet. Not yet. And Ellis is looking at what her. What is holding you up? But he's talking into his lute's neck and he goes, I'll get it for you soon. I will. <laughs> I will. I swear. Uh, the tiefling cracks a giant smile. <laughs> They're like, you are weird. <laughs> no, you're wild. I'm Ellis. Bye. And it was kind play of play a
0: haunting tune <laughs> That's so as you leave with their pan flutes. Did not go how I expected. it
1: <laughs> Does anything? No. How is that nothing, supposed to nothing go? Nothing <laughs>
0: survives. Nothing survives. Introduction to Ellis. <laughs>
1: I
2: thought I was like, oh, I'm hitting the, I'm knocking the side of the park. This is where where you wanted it to I'm go. On train tracks, where I'm was going. that supposed to go? It's all good. Okay.
0: Score. You are standing there and and you're all alone and Phil walks up. He's like, "Hey. Um, hey. Oh, that that's the
2: introduction you're going with. I thought you might go with Yeah, ringing in your head is Ellis's like advice. And going, hey, question mark. <laughs> 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 He's
3: trying to be as unoffensive as possible. Like, I'm trying to be soft. Like, hey. You know? Phil, Um, nice to see you today. You, you're you looking dapper.
0: That's kind of you to say so. Strange, too. I wouldn't have thought you'd comment on my physical appearance. Do I not look dapper other days of the week? Is there something different about my appearance that you're finding the more tolerable and applicable to your sense of taste?
3: Yes. You are, you are usually very Philly, but you've upped your fill game quite a bit today. And I'm just saying, you look extra fill.
0: Wow, extra. Look, score. You, me, friend group. Feels like I've always been on like pins and needles with each other, kind of antagonistic. And after that conversation the other night, I realized it's not been, from your perspective, a friendly thing. And Look, my friends and I have been doing like this self-help course and part of that is a like these paths you take and one of the paths is a path to I, it's called like rapprochement. Anyway, it, it's it's a by correspondence, so I don't know how to say that word. Anyway, I we just got a thing in the mail and it seems really really applicable to like Your situation, how you feel, how I feel, how we all feel, and do you know all that anger and the hostility that you've been feeling, my man?
3: No, I don't have any (laughs) anger towards you all. You guys seem to have a loathing towards me and everything I say and do since we've ever met.
0: See, that's that burning judgment that always seems to come off you whenever you talk to Anyone Is that
3: like a commentary on my Genasi heritage with the burning line? Oh, Phil? my
0: God. I knew this was going to be tough, but I'm going to stick through it because I care about you, Score. I really do care. Anyway, we were thinking and talking, and the coursework that we're doing has told us, like, we realize that's just nature's evocation upon you. Do you know what I mean? Like the natural world is out of balance and that's why you're here. You're like the fire of nature and your anger and your animosity and your dickishness and your prejudgment of situations. That's actually the world responding to an imbalance of harmony. Does that make sense?
3: Sure. it makes sense. Sure.
0: Okay, cool. I'm glad we're like, at least in the same book, if not on the same page, that's a quote from Elazar Dryflaggen. Do you know the great druid?
3: No, I haven't really been reading any of those books. Sorry.
0: Oh, you you totally should. He is mind blowing. Their score, a- anyway. Elazar Dryflaggen is gonna try a, an attempt the right of the Wicker Giant. Do you know anything about that?
3: The right of the. W-
0: I mean, it's it's. I didn't. I don't. I didn't think you did, but I don't want to make assumptions. Uh, no,
3: man. I. That is new to me. It it sounds interesting. I I, I do enjoy wicker work. I I do enjoy a nice, comfortable chair.
0: Yeah, I I don't think it's anything like that. Anyway, (laughs) the Circle of the Scarlet Moon is like a couple of days away. And Elazar Dry going to attempt the Great Rite of the Wicker Giant. Oh my god. And we're going to go and check it out. And I really think you should be there, man. I really feel like you're one of nature's evocations you're one of nature's responses to the imbalance that we're seeing in the world you know Uh uh-huh he looks at you quizzically and concernedly he's like i just feel like if you could assume that mantle that it might help you recognize some of your own hostilities indifferences and um attitudes
3: let's a possibility i guess phil but phil what i want you to remember is something that's i've been learning a lot lately is that one day maybe today maybe tomorrow maybe a long time from now but we're all gonna die and that brings (laughs) me comfort that one day all of you will be dead and i will be dead and all of this will be of for nothing So your imbalance is interesting, but in the end, the death that comes for us all is the only balance I care about. I will go and watch your little wooden man thing, but I don't think it's going to change me. Yeah. um, Do you not think about your own death, Phil?
0: He takes a couple of steps (laughs) back.
3: It's liberating, Phil.
0: I, 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 I. Yeah, 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 cool. (laughs) Um, Here's a pamphlet, and he just like (laughs) chucks it, a little
3: flick, a fluttering of
0: paper hits you in the chest, and he's gone. I'll be
3: seeing you, Phil. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow.
0: There's a scene you are not privy to, none of you are there. Where Phil's like, I think that score guy's gonna kill me. (laughs) Score is the bully. <laughs> I think we should really go and talk to the sheriff about his choice of deputy, because that man is angry.
2: He has yet to raise his voice. Have I made right. it back to score yet, would you say?
0: No, because we are going to move to Vivi. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Vivi, you're in your library. Yes, sirree. Hard at work. The dust is puffing up from books you've looked at, but infrequently. You find the map, you find the sigil at the bottom of it. It's like a, a signing from a somebody who wrote who, dis, who wrote the map or you know, something that somebody thought was just a part of the features of the map, but is actually the signature of the map maker. You find other maps, you find this book that has that in it. And you come to the quick realization. But the map leads you in direction to River Guard Key, which is here in the Deseran Valley. That's the second time that's come up. (laughs) Indeed. And the book references that same sigil that you had previous. The sigil that is on the bandits' socks wristband and pin pin
1: eureka uh she's pleased as punch she likes putting dots together and she's writing all this down in her handy dandy notebook and she's also then going to start looking around for her cat because slightly concerned of all the dust if her cat has asthma or something <laughs> but cat is okay sleeping on a pile of books Slightly concerned of the cat hair, but she'll deal with it later. And yeah, she's going to write everything down, put everything back into her fantasy fanny pack, and step outside and go, hey guys, I found a thing.
0: (laughs) What are the expressions on Score and Ellis's face? Uh, Because this is now the moment where the three of you have all finished your scenes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Score, how did it go? Phil threw paper at my face and then ran away. I think it went well. He said words and I said words. There was a conversation and that happened. We didn't fight. Uh, That's growth.
2: Yeah, I mean I mean the the biggest part of a conversation is words. Anybody will tell you that. So, I guess you did well.
3: I think you would have been proud of me. Next time I'll I'll,
2: I'll try to take notes. We'll talk I'm about it. I'm always proud of you, score. Oh. Vivi. What do what's going on? You ran away from us.
1: Well, I, I I found a thing, and then I found another thing, and now I put the things together and found a bigger thing.
2: That's a lot of things.
1: It's a lot of things. Come look at the thing. And she's gonna pull out the map and her notebook, and she's presenting them like it's obvious that it's like, look, these all match together. But then she looks at the two of them. She's like, um, so you remember that time, which was like maybe like I don't know. Forty five minutes ago, that I <laughs> yeah. we saw we found out that thing about River Guard Keep because of the sigil. Now, so uh-huh. this map, and she's gonna flip it over, it has that. It has a signature on the back of it. So then I looked it up because I remember this one book, and then I found it and it has the same link to River Guard Keep, and the sigil was also there. So now it all goes together.
3: So the
2: map goes to Riverguard Keep? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Riverguard Keep. Yeah, yeah, I get it.
1: Be more excited, guys. This is cool. Uh, it's just
3: um Vivi, we just have a lot happening all at once. We have the distillery thing, the the undead thing, and now is the River Guard Keep thing another thing? Cause that's a lot of things for just three of us to do.
1: It is a lot of things, but I mean,
3: what do we do first?
1: I mean I mean I think this could this could probably wait because, you know, There's things that are, like, more pressing and they have, like, a time limit or whatever. I mean, undead are going to keep being undead, but, you know, old people. So, you know, got to help them. But, you know, I'm just saying that maybe we can look at this after we've done that other stuff.
2: Well, I can't do anything before I have my date slash interview.
1: We know, Ellis.
2: We know about the date. Your true love with Beth. Wait. I scheduled them at the same time. Yes, you did. Sure did. Why did I do that?
1: (sighs) Vivi's not going to say anything.
2: (laughs) I guess sometimes schedules just fall in your lap.
3: You could just show uh, Beth how much better you've gotten at playing music. Maybe play music she'll like. I don't know what she's into. No,
2: I've got the perfect plan. It's flawless and it can't go wrong. I'll just start my date with Beth. Excuse myself to go to the bathroom. Interview with the band. Excuse myself to go to the bathroom again. Ask you two for advice, and then go back. and It's perfect.
1: Yeah.
3: I don't. See I have how that a good feeling go about
2: this.
1: It's gonna be great. Power of friendship.
0: this has been the power of friendship our intro and outro song is the power of friendship by miss this check out their music on twitter youtube or join their patreon today at miss this band join us next month for more of the adventure and as always thanks for listening Ooh.